welcome to the pastor's podcast, especially a welcome to our new listeners. Glad that you have chosen to join us today. This is episode 12 of the pastor's podcast. I'm Ron Aguilera, and I'm just really uh, thankful that uh, you have chosen to join me as we continue to explore things about pastoral life that uh, we deal with and confront each and every day in ministry. You know, one of the things that I've learned and realized more and more as time passes is that we live in a different world than the one we grew up in. And I'll speak for myself in the world that I grew up in. The pace uh, of life seems to increase year by year. Our days are rushed. They seem to come at us rapid fire, relentless, and uh, these days, we tend to celebrate breath instead of depth. We value a quick decision more than a thoughtful reflection. We race through life without pausing to consider who we really want to be and where we really want to go. Most of us are doing the best that we can, but oftentimes the demands exceed our capacity. We survive on little sleep. We wolf down fast food on the run. We fuel up with caffeine. We cool down with sleeping pills. And this takes its toll on us over time. Faced with the relentless demands of ministry, we become short-tempered and easily distracted. Our families become a demand on an already burdened life, and instead of a source of joy and renewal, uh, they are a challenge. We walk around with our cell phones, and we have our Apple watches, and we get pop-up reminders on our uh, MacBook Pros or our computers. These reminders help us to stay focused, to keep the pace up, to manage, quote-unquote, our time better, right? We take pride in the fact that we can multitask, at least that's what we tell ourselves, that we can put in long hours at least at work. See, we live in a 24-7 world, a world that never stops, that never seems to end. We tend to use words like obsessed and insane and overwhelmed to describe our lives and our ministries. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one that feels this way, but uh, I've had enough conversations over the 35 plus years of ministry to know that many of us find ourselves trapped in this rat race. You know, a few years ago, I read two books that have had a tremendous impact on my life and my leadership. One is entitled The Corporate Athlete by Jack Grapple, and the second one, The Power of Full Engagement by Jim Lore and <clears throat> Tony Schwartz. Uh, these aren't religious books, Christian books. They are leadership books and books that deal with managing our ministry or our professional lives. And really the premise of these books is not about managing our time, but about, about managing our energy. See, everything that we do, interacting with people, making important decisions, our study and preparation time, spending time with our families, uh, anything and everything we do requires some energy. Every one of our emotions, our thoughts, our behaviors has an energy consequence, which means that we need to become more skillful managers of our energy. See, the amount of time I've discovered, the number of hours in each day is fixed, but the amount and quality of the energy that I have, the energy available to me each day, is not fixed. And 
It is really our most precious resource. As leaders and pastors, uh, we have to be stewards of the energy that we've been given. And in particular, I'm referring to the organizational energy, right? The organization of the church or the organization that we lead. Leaders must not only manage their own personal energy, but they must mobilize, focus, and renew the energy of those they lead. We don't often think about this. See, most people squander or misuse uh, or aren't even aware of their energy patterns. They, they may not even be pouring into the things that build energy in their lives. They eat poorly, they rest inadequately, uh, they fail to seek regular recovery. And I've discovered that a big part of ministry is learning how to manage energy more efficiently and intelligently. Let me give you an example. Recently, I preached a sermon about athletes training, about how, how athletes spent 90% of their time training and about 10% of their time performing. So in this training, they build a precise routine for managing energy in all spheres of their lives. You know, they're eating, they're sleeping, working out, resting, mentally preparing, staying focused, connecting uh, to the mission they're trying to accomplish, the goals that they have set for themselves. Now, I think about us, those of us who are in pastoral ministry or some type of church ministry, we most of the time don't spend much time uh, systematically training, and yet we're expected to perform at our best for 8, 10, or 12 hours a day. You know, athletes have an off-season. Uh, this is a time of recovery. Most of us maybe have a few weeks of vacation a year. An athlete, well, their career is five to seven years, and yet we tend to work 40-plus years, which is why today I want to share with you some of the things that I've discovered as my career has gotten longer, uh, four keys to managing uh, my energy more effectively, and I hope that these will be helpful to you. Here's number one. You must be able to draw on four separate yet related sources of energy, right? There's physical energy, there's the emotional energy that we need, there's mental uh, energy and agility, there's the spiritual. Uh, to live and perform at our best, we must skillfully manage these interconnected dimensions of energy, and yet we often don't think about them as being interconnected or focus on them in a way that will help us manage them. So we really need to hold ourselves accountable for the way we manage our time and, uh, and the way that we manage our ministry. Most of us do this in some way or another in our lives, right? We may do it with our money. We hold ourselves accountable for that or in our relationships. So <clears throat> we need to hold ourselves equally accountable for how we manage our energy when it comes to these four areas and how they relate to our ministry, right? Our physical, our time and energy there, emotional mental, and spiritual. Number two, uh, we must balance our energy expenditure with energy renewal. The reality is that increased demand depletes our energy reserves, right? Uh, added to the, the, the reality that we have this progressive loss that happens as we age, uh, which I'm discovering and realizing. But I 
I've also discovered and realized that training could dramatically slow down the decline if I have an intentional plan to build in energy in these four areas of my life, emotionally, something that fills me up, physically, working out at, at the gym, uh, mentally, by staying sharp, by reading, spiritually, by being connected to God through the spiritual dif disciplines, I discover that I can dramatically slow down any decline. See, unlike what you may have heard or believed, life is not a marathon. It's actually a series of sprints, fully engaging for a short time and then disengaging and seeking renewal. Here's number three. To build capacity, we must train in a systematic way like athletes do. Uh, here, here's something that is a bit counterintuitive. Stress is not the enemy. It's actually the key to growth. In order to build muscle, we must systematically stress it, right? When I go to the gym, I stress the muscles in my body because that causes some microscopic tears in the muscle fiber and helps it to develop. Uh, but muscle and our muscles in whatever area of life we're using them also must have 24 to 48 hours to recover. This is our physical muscles, which makes our muscles stronger and able to handle the next stimulus. So what I want to point out is that we build the capacity by making sure we include adequate recovery. See, adequate recovery is the key. Number four, rituals become habits, which are the key to managing our lives. See, willpower and discipline alone will not last. I mean, if you have to think about something, every time you do it, you won't keep doing it for very long. We have to have uh, habits in place, a plan, automatic behaviors that are carefully defined and highly structured. And if we do this, we'll have a greater chance to succeed. So how does this happen? Well, one is you've got to choose a goal in each of these areas of your life. Ask yourself, how should I spend my energy in a way that will lead to growth and to change? So one is determining goal. Two, we must face the truth. We must do a pretty clear self-assessment, self-inventory. Look honestly at where you are today. See, most of us find ways, have, have mechanisms in place that prevent us from seeing the discomforting truths in our lives, right? We want to avoid this uncomfortable truth or reality uh, it, it, at all costs. Many people avoid the mirror because they don't want to see a truth in their life. So facing the truth begins by gathering uh, some credible data. Um, and one practical maybe way of doing that is to just ask a couple of people that are close to you. Uh, ask them about maybe a particular area or areas of your life. Ask them to do an assessment and share it with you. Give them permission to go beyond kind of the 70 or 80% that oftentimes people go and say, hey, give me, give me 100%. Uh, help me to see where the gaps are. Because really what you're trying to do is create some accountability. And this data, this data will give you an accurate picture of where you are putting your energy in and maybe where you should put your energy in. You, you'd be able to determine the obstacles and then figure out a, a way to overcome those. And then the third thing, after setting a goal and uh, creating uh, some awareness by facing the truth, is take action. You've got to create a personal development plan. We'll spend some more time on this in another podcast, but the reality is you need to create a plan, determine which habits are serving you well, and of course, keep those then remove any uh, what I would call shortcut 
habits, the ones that are short-term, that help you get through the day, like junk food for a burst of energy or a couple cups of coffee or, or uh, you know, energy drinks. Okay, you're saying I'm meddling now. I get it. But you get the idea. Uh, remove the things that are shortcuts cu in your life and then plan to create a plan to increase energy in a systematic and long-lasting way. Develop uh, that plan. Devote uh, energy to the things that are most important to you, personal relationships, your ministry, your family, your health. What are the most important relationships in your life and things in your life? What, what, what uh, are you placing uh, enough energy in and what are you maybe lacking in uh, build rituals because rituals require defined, precise behaviors and performing them at very specific times. And I have found this to be helpful. Uh, I go to the gym at a particular time, three days away a week, to make sure that I'm accomplishing the goal of building physical energy. Uh, I have also discovered that a four-hour window in my day is where I have the most energy and my best ability to focus, so I put my most important tasks in this four-hour window. What I want you to just reflect on is to remember that really what you need to focus on is managing your energy, not your time. And if you do this, you won't regret it. Thanks again for joining me today. I want to invite you to subscribe again to this weekly podcast. My hope is that it's helpful to you. And again, always open to any ideas and any questions that you may have. You can email me at thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. That's thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. Join me next week uh, as we look at another key topic for pastoral ministry. Let others know of this resource. And uh, again, thanks for joining me. We'll talk to you soon.